on Spotify and on other podcasts. Podcasts growing each day on the distribution. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the fourth episode of Electrify. Coming to your ears truly. Please feel free to follow this podcast and rate it five stars so we can help start this Electrify revolution. Share it with your neighbours, your friends, your dog, your cat, your employer. If you are the employer, share it with your employees. Share it with your boss. If you haven't got a boss, share it with everybody. Your enemies, your friends, your grandma, and of course, Auntie Dot. Or whatever her name may be. And Barry from the block. Used to have a little, now he has a lot. Uh, Honestly, we have some juicy content this week. And it's coming to you straight out of the gate. Four segments, written not by me. Uh, We are (laughs) dealing with articles written... For more world content this weekend, looking at the Canada bill that is being proposed as a private member's bill by Charlie Angus and Stoism. We'll be looking at the works of Marcus Aurelius in his book of Meditations, the UK royal family and work. What can be good, clean fun? My daddy said to me, get a job! And we're looking at creative skits. So, to begin with, let's begin with Canada's new proposal in Parliament of a new bill that would jail those who praise oil and gas. I kid you not. New bill proposed by Charlie Angus from the Federal New Democrats Party has been proposed by him as a private member's bill and the title gives a clue as to that it should only be read by himself Uh, (laughs) because what it's providing here is a measure to allow for legislative punitive responses to anyone that they deem appropriate with a fine of up to $500,000 and vastly higher for companies should they think that anyone is promoting the oil and gas industry. Wow. Yes, did just hear that correctly. It's one thing to disagree uh, with an industry and denounce it, because that's freedom of expression, right? Uh, That's a litmus test for democracy. Citizens should be allowed to do it. Parliament should be allowed to do it. Anyone should be allowed to do it. It's another thing entirely to suggest jail terms for anyone that supports anything to do with the oil and gas sector. Perhaps you just said something about fossil fuels, like, oh, they can be helpful. And you could have a prison sentence for up to two years. I mean, you can just imagine the absolute mayhem that would ensue from this if you had me as a Canadian podcaster. There I am in my you know, humble abode, having a chat about the world, and before you know it, the police are at the door. Now, I'm sitting inside a a cell, 1.8 metres by 3 metres on average. Not that I know too much about this. I haven't been to prison, honestly. Said, uh, said Ed. (laughs) It's just at my Majesty's service. Honestly, it was a lovely hotel. And perhaps a a sorry-looking dude is eyeing me up. Because I, I, I happened to say on a podcast 
fossil fuels can be really helpful. We do need an industry that provides uh, actual access to this on a reasonable level whilst looking for uh, the best possible alternative measures that help uh, you know, keep the environment growing and in place, something like that, according to this bill, and you could be in for it. So my, my cellmate says to me, uh, if I was in this situation, just imagine it. Were you in for, mate? I'd rather not say. What are you doing about? Tell me what you're in for. And by this point, I think, well, you know, you, you might think I'm in for something else, uh, something far more tragic. So it, it would be a good idea to sort of split with the... Sorry, my cat is trying to pick up a toothpick. Eve, please, darling, don't do that. No. Um, yeah, back to it. It's probably best to tell him, so here I go. What, I said the oil and gas sector was good for the Canadian economy? Say what? That's what I said. Uh, and you just, you just put your head in your hands, and I'd probably sort of think, why? Why, man, why? Moreover, this hasn't taken the heat completely off the antics of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau of Canada, because oh for some reason he thought it was a good idea to say and i kid you not you can look it up that he thought that trump saying that canada he wants to make it great again was not what the canadian people think really wow i mean seriously this stupid nonsense law that's been proposed by charlie angus that clearly hurts free speech is cosmically insane. I mean, if the aliens were listening to this, watching this, no wonder they don't set foot down uh, much, at least they don't want it advertised. They don't want to talk to the, the rabble. They don't want to talk to all of us. They just look at us and probably hang their heads in shame on the whole, thinking, have we developed clown disease? I mean, is this mind virus emulated to the point where it's like, you know, people are becoming mere puppets of clowns. Stupid nonsense. The understanding is that advanced economies rely on fossil fuel for the most basic functioning, which is widely understood is currently necessary. But with Charlie, Charlie's new bill that he would like implemented, you wouldn't be allowed to say that. I mean, it's a scary and pathetic world when we have laws that are trying to come into place, at least in that area. But I feel it filtering into other countries that could legislate against reality because they've lost the argument. It's highly concerning and very 1984 George Orwell, if you ask me. I'm all for protecting the environment. Please don't get me wrong. I believe that green is good. We should protect the environment, the trees, oxygen, wherever possible. Okay, but we're not all electric yet, and we need to be able to talk about reality and not have someone say, "Ooh, ooh, would that be potentially promoting promoting the oil and gas industry?" Because I think that maybe you said it in a manner that would seem so. I mean, it's extremely objective if that bill was passed as to what they think could be promoting and not when you could just be spouting facts. 
contradiction thing. We say. I mean, they would argue that this is simply a bill being modelled on the legislature that curbed the advertising of big tobacco. Um, perhaps what? there is some comparison here, big but tobacco. when you can't even speak the truth as to the facts because you fear outrageous fines or imprisonment or both, and you're living in a country with more and more of people getting into positions of uh, actual concern because they can implement these things Scary and act maliciously under the guise of liberal compassion... Yet the end result is draconian practices that fetter free speech and independent thought. Indeed. We have a problem. <laughs> and that's why I was speaking it on Alexa. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, let's get down the rabbit hole on this one. I mean, let's take the school of thinking further, because that's what generally tends to, to happen once you start legislating on free speech, on, you know, people's ability to actually discuss their own rational thought their own independent thought i mean you could say it's bad that russia has invaded ukraine but it could be illegal to talk about it just in case it upsets the apple cart because if the lights go out in the hospitals and the streets and you mention that we need some fossil fuel you could go to jail for being a bigot in their eyes because you're promoting the gas and oil industry but granted this is not the uk yet and i hope it never is this isn't happening in some faraway galaxy, or even Pluto, or, or the moon. We haven't quite populated there yet. Maybe one day, it's a bit cold I hear. But this is happening just across the pond. And they've had similar punitive and disproportionate measures, what with the Truscas fiasco and a few others that we all know of. And I think it needs to be talked about. And the nonsense needs to stop. I got rhythm. Marcus Aurelius, Book of Meditations. It's actually one of my favourite books. We're going to be talking about that in our next segment. And I believe it's a good idea to talk about it because I think the philosophy is pretty cool. Now, I, I do love a little bit of this bang bang, but I've also heard that not everyone loves the bang bang. But you're on Electrify, and this is where the happens now uh, i will try and sort of you know so spread it out a bit so uh, fair enough okay now what is stoicism stoicism is something that i hold fairly dear to me is a philosophy designed to make us more resilient happier and more virtuous and i would say uh, more wise as a result whereby which we can help become better people better parents better friends to ourselves and one another and better work professionals now throughout this segment i will be looking at a number of sources that i've drawn upon in this segment such as the dailystoic.com psychology-spot.com and also a youtube subscription to rise above thought marcus aurelius meditations summary three key takeaways open brackets doers and close brackets so who was marcus aurelius this was a guy that was a roman emperor from 161 to 180 161 to 180 ad a stoic philosopher one of the most humble men i've ever come across and that's something coming from someone who was a roman emperor so a guy who's got his shizzle together you might say not because he's a roman emperor because you could have been born into that but just from the things 
from the schools of thought that he proposed and the fact that he wasn't even trying to get fame for it. Uh, that's a different matter because what he actually had to say was very relevant simply because he had this inquisitive mind. Now, let's look at the three key takeaways I've added some of my thoughts to for yours truly, for your pleasure, for your comfort, and hopefully uh, <laughs> you won't mind. Now, one, live in accordance with the logos, i.e. the force that guides the universe. What does this really mean? Well, we hope this means to the many reason and logic, because then if you believe that then you can be compelled to a higher degree, I would say, to take responsibility and make the best of any given circumstance, because that is reasonable and that is logical. In short, it goes further to say taking responsibility to make the best of any situation. I like that stuff. I like it. Now, Aristotle in his work, quote, The Art of Rhetoric, end quote, describes the Logos as a reasoned discourse where a speaker or writer provides figures, facts, and additional information to establish their points. And when I say facts, I mean actual facts, which I believe is key, which is what I try to do where possible. For example, I don't just get uh, get on that mic on a Sunday and start spouting off my views on this and that without referencing schools of thought, without having done my fact checks, without reading, you know... Uh, a number of articles, books, etc., etc. I mean, for each half an hour episode that I bring to you, I've spent hours, sometimes days, uh, of doing research so you can hopefully be informed and entertained. Number two, key takeaway remember, you will die. Time is running out, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not trying to scare you, it's a fact. Marcus Aurelius believed it's good to meditate on your own mortality from time to time. He says, You could leave life right now. Let that determine what you do and say and think or think. Uh, end quote. There was no or think. He just said and think. And that was from Marcus Aurelius Meditations 2.11. Now, if you're in Canada, you could well soon have the police knocking on your door because you, your neighbour, who's a, a right little sort of jobsworth, said you said something about the oil and gas industry and you could be end up being, being in prison or you could get eaten by a bear on a day trip through the woods. I mean, anything could happen. And that is the point. So why is it a good idea to remind ourselves daily that you're not going to live forever? It allows us to concentrate by doing so on the fact that our time is precious. I remember my old boss saying to me, your time is precious, Ed. And I, I didn't quite understand in this sort of uh, understanding that my time is finite. I didn't look at that at the time. I just thought, yeah, yeah, my time is precious. All right. But uh, I, I didn't understand it on this level because I wasn't reminding myself because I was a 20-year-old sort of so-and-so sort of thinking he was a recruitment consultant with BD cojones uh, and ready to make it happen. And um, the fact is, is that our days are numbered. Our years even. 
on this earth to get done what we believe needs to mm -hmm. be done to be the best person you can be partner whether it be business or in your intimate relationship if you have one your best father if you're a parent mother brother sister son daughter friend you know you can add onto that almost forever um but you've got to have those key key relationships and nurture those and memento mori latin what does it mean remember quote remember that you must die that doesn't mean like we're talking street fighter and just before he he ko's you you know and you get back up he says remember you must die no no, no i'm not talking about that i i don't want you to kick the bucket anytime uh anytime then it it has to be you know when the old ticker when you clock when your body wears out etc i want you sticking around because the longer you stick around the more opportunity you have to listen to <laughs> so i just couldn't help myself now <laughs> i hope you live a long fruitful and helpful life for society and uh for, for those that you love uh, and hopefully love you but uh, the point being is, you will die eventually. We are human, not eternal in this body anyhow. Not sure what happens afterwards. I believe in a higher power, but I do not have a skinny on that. Although we often live as if we are eternal in our physical body. Centuries ago, people seemed to really understand the phrase, remember that you must die, and actually sort of take it into their daily sort of deliberations their actions perhaps is because they lived shorter lives but the reminder need not be negative it could be reminding you that to, to really really value the day that you have and to make the most of it and it could actually lead to a radical change in your life in a positive sense right the power of now being in the moment realizing there is no future because you're never going to you get hold of the future there's only now so why not get a, that reminder that reminder being memento mori and have it as like a little memento you could get it as a coin in your pocket just type in memento mori medallion and you will find this coin with a skull on it that was eve eve on my tambourine hello darling do you want to do you want to hear the Don't run away, it's okay. Um, so she's trying to help out, bless her. That's great. Now, what's number three? Key insight. Showing compassion when dealing with others. Marcus, my old buddy Marcus, we're on first name terms, explains that when we are sort of dealing with people, we should never be surprised by the wicked deeds of others. And the best form of revenge is not necessarily a, a dish best served cold but is actually to not be like your enemy for example if there's someone shouting at you i suggest uh, don't shout back it doesn't mean that because they're shouting at you they are the enemy by the way i'm just giving an example this being someone shouting at you really trying to lay into you perhaps a measured approach is a good idea here so having the mindset and the mindfulness to pause before you react and respond with humanity whilst also ensuring that 
you are understanding their point of view as well but looking for an appropriate solution this is particularly true as well if there is an audience and you feel that you instinctively should shout back right because that's the the chimp within all of us but by doing that you are allowing yourself to be dragged into the mire of looking like you're not in control now i've learned that if some unhinged character tells you that they're going to try and do something heinous do a despicable act for instance no matter how incredulous you feel about it believe them and act accordingly that's just a side note it doesn't mean from shouting that anyone's suggesting any of that but it's something to take into account I think a, a good quote here is that being obviously from the man himself, Marcus Aurelius, quote, when you wake up in the morning, tell yourself the people I deal with today will be meddling and grateful, arrogant, dishonest, jealous and surly, unquote. Now some of them might, you actually might have a day of good vibes with good people, but that's probably not going to be the case, at least at some point in your day. And if it is, then let's have some more of those days, please. Point is, if we prepare ourselves to deal with the worst in people on a daily basis, then we can look to being prepared for that with sufficient resource, both mentally and in sort of the material world if required, and then look to remedy that with kindness, seeking to understand not to be understood because by seeking to understand we are most likely to be understood better anyway remember this could be you as well i mean we all have bad days i'm talking about flying off the handle here no one's perfect but when someone angers you or you anger someone else remember try to understand first of all their point of view and consider this immediately wherever possible now if someone's trying to mug you in the street i'm not saying that you should sort of ponder where they're coming from for a minute or two no 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 you should act uh, that's an instinctive altercation you know maybe a millisecond think from where they're, <laughs> they're coming from are you they're trying to mug you let's do something about it but whereby which you're in an office-like situation or in your personal life and you, you just don't like the way someone's coming across try and understand their point of view first of all before digging down into simply one way of thinking and absolutes and saying i'm entirely right and he or she or they or them or whatever are all in the wrong and it tends to be more nuanced than that so i hope you enjoyed that segment on to the next and it wouldn't be the next if it wasn't for the next segment king charles and queen camilla Prince William and Princess Kate and Princess Anne, you know, the royal UK family, UK royal family. We wish King Charles the best of recovery. I think I can say that on behalf of our nation since he's been diagnosed with cancer. The royal fact of the day, King Charles III, our current king, was the longest serving Prince of Wales in UK history. Being in this position, 64 years and 44 days between 1958 and 2022 he's the oldest person to hold this position i didn't know that until today charles ascended the throne at 73 70 75 now you know in this day and age 
We hope that he can live on to 100. I hope you all live on to 100. I I'm going to get a pig's heart when I get to a certain age, and I'm going to live to 300. Why not? Anything's possible. All right. No, but seriously, I do think he's doing a good job so far. I hope he gets better. He's been waiting to be in this position to, to do his sort of good, I, I believe, on the whole. I think that's where he's coming from for quite a long time. Really wishing the best. I believe Queen Camilla, his wife, Prince William and Princess Anne, Princess Kate, they've all chipped in, doing their bit, doing their utmost to, to help take the slack off king charles i think we've they've all been trying to help princess kate as well our darling princess kate so i'm i'm pleased to see them doing what is natural there and we wish the best for princess kate for king charles after they both have had operations that almost worked simultaneously and i would personally like the focus of the media to be on them to be on the working royals who are getting on with their royal duties whenever they're physically well and less oxygen to be on people who left their duties as working royals and then went over to a different country and started coveting the media for their own gain more than not rather than the causes that they talk about People aren't stupid, okay? People can see who's real and authentic and not constantly lying with an agenda to make themselves look better. It's all just boring, okay? We've had years of it now. Not naming any names. <laughs> so, that is the crux of what has been, and I hope you very much enjoyed it, a overview of the Canada Bill c372 stoism the uk royal family and my best wishes to all of the working royals and to those that need a good well-deserved rest of course that being king charles and kate and i wish them a speedy recovery Godspeed. Oh, I got that rhythm. I got that rhythm. It's real good rhythm. The next segment is work. Good, clean, fun. Because my daddy said to me, Get a job. Get it. Skip right here, right now. Skip the day. My daddy said to me, Before he ran off with Honest Susie and never came back, Son, in your life, you're going to have trouble. I mean, just look in the mirror, boy. You're going to have some real trouble. But if, if you want to be somebody, you want to go somewhere other than Walmart, you're going to get yourself a job now. Hmm? Walmart, boy. Get a job. So I did. I I, I got myself a, a McAdee sales assistant job. I, I, I was real proud. I got I got myself a, a five star five star customer service rate. I feel real good, real good. So I, I I go back to my daddy and I tell my daddy. I say, Daddy, I got myself a real job, Daddy. And, and it's got I got five stars. I'm a five star badge man. Customer service rating. That's good, boy. That's, that's real good. Now, you go climb that ladder. So, so I did. I, I, I went and bought myself a ladder. And I climbed all the way up. And I said, Daddy, Daddy, I climbed that ladder. What's think now, Daddy? Boy, 
shit was dumb as cow dung. Oh man, get a better job. So I, I put in my, my sweat and my tears over the years. The extra shifts of work. I work my butt off on the weekends. I sucking up to the boss, cleaning the floors, keeping that work service all clean like, you know, like lickety split. Just like my mama always did with her dishes. And I want my mom and daddy to be real proud, real proud. And, 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 and I didn't look like I was going to get the job. My, my manager thought I was a bit, a bit dumb. But, but then he croaked and, and it seemed he died a heart attack. Apparently too many burgers. And, and and now, now I got his job. <laughs> I'm the manager, so I bring up my daddy, but I get no answer. I bring him time and time again. I ring about a hundred times, but then the phone get disconnected. And, and my my daddy, he, he nowhere to be seen. They they say that he ran off with my honest Susie, and he ain't coming back. He ain't coming back. But but my my my, my point is is that like legitimate work, I I. I, I liked the hard work. It was hard, but it was good work, you know. It was real good, clean fun. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's the, the end of Skip 1. Skip 2 coming to you next week on Sunday. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, it was informative and entertaining. And whatever you're doing, I hope that it is a good electrifying moment for you uh, whether it be a peaceful wonderful Sunday Monday, Tuesday, whatever day it may be and you're just in that moment or uh, you're making something happen, a project, whatever it is over and out till next time and just remember I like a you like, you like a me like, we like us because without you, without me, without us there is no electrify, there is no soul, and there is no good entertainment. I want to say one thing. I love having you here, and I love making it happen with electrify. I wish you a great week ahead. Have a great day. I love you as my electrify listener, and as a person, all the best. Over and out. Take care.